0: going on it's BGN Radio. I am Jimmy Kemski with Phillyvoice.com. With me as always is Brandon Galton from BleedingGreenNation.com.
1: How are you, Brandon? Jimmy, I am glad to be here with you on BGN Radio episode number 91. There's a lot to talk about, I guess. Kind of kind of kind of a big topic this week uh, on the podcast.
0: Receivers all day all night.
1: Jimmy, I don't know how about you, but after the game the Eagles game on Sunday where they beat the Bears – I don't know if there's ever been, aside from like the, you know, Carson Wentz going down against the Rams, mm-hmm. I don't know if there's ever been a more, or, or I guess just in recent history at least, like it feels, the feeling after that game, to me at least, was like they lost the game.
0: Yeah, kind of.
1: Even Doug's press conference on Monday, I thought was like that. It was it was like a <laughs> press conference that happens after a loss, not a win. He's getting like grilled.
0: Yeah, like, uh, so I write, I, write, I write my like, quote unquote, 10, you know, handing out 10 awards after each game. And I wrote it, and then I published it. And sorry, before I published it, I you know I'm proofreading it, whatever. I'm reading it. And I'm like, wow, this is all negative. <laughs> this yeah. almost this entire thing is negative. I didn't realize I was doing that while I was writing it. But uh, yeah, I mean, it was, there's a lot more negative things to take away from that game than positive things, in my opinion. It's just they got lucky that the Bears were basically just pissed away the entire first half of that game. I mean, their offense is horrible. That and and they're not only bad, but they were they also played very badly for even for how bad they are. And I think the Eagles were very lucky they got a a bad version of an already bad team on Sunday.
1: They almost had negative nine yards in the first half. (laughs) They ended (laughs) up with, like, what, positive nine? But before that Trubisky scramble and then Andrew Sandejo being dumb and hitting him late, like, the Bears had nothing going that whole first half. Yeah, so just coming out of that game, and I was I was pretty negative about it with uh, Michael Kist on the, the BGN Radio episode 90, Eagles vs. Bears post-game show, uh, and I'm, I'm feeling probably even worse about the team. because And the biggest thing has to do with the big topic of this podcast and the big topic of Eagles land as a whole and Deshaun Jackson. Yes. There's a lot of different angles to this. W- where are the Eagles right now, Jimmy? Like in and, and with the Deshaun injury, like so, so Deshaun's out. He's had, he has surgery. Let's get into this like who's to blame? Who would you blame? Uh like what are your thoughts on this after that like we can kind of get into looking forward.
0: Well, okay. So I don't think this is a hindsight being 2020 statement to be made, being made here, but clearly Deshaun should have had the surgery as soon as he sustained that injury week 2. Like I guess the Eagles were kind of saying that it was Deshaun's decision not to get the surgery, mm-hmm. but we don't know what the conversation was there between the Eagles' medical staff and Deshaun. So I don't know like where to pass the blame on him not having the surgery, whether it's on Deshaun or whether it's on the Eagles for you know not communicating with him well enough on you know sort of uh, his time frame for recovery with surgery versus not surgery. I mean, there's the Eagles are just really f- terrible with. Communicating injuries to the media and the fan base, and when you do that, and you have a situation like this, you're basically leaving the fans and the media to sort of guess on what's going on, and that's not really a good thing from their perspective. I mean, I don't, I don't know who to blame on the situation, but you know, certainly if I'm Deshaun, I'm not happy about you know being blamed for you know not wanting to have the surgery, and you know, credit to him, he did work hard to get back. And he rehabbed As far as I can, as far as my understanding goes, he 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 rehabbed. Re, he <laughs> rehabbed. He re he uh, You know, very hard to try to get back. You know, and playing with the team again. And obviously, we saw what happened when he came back and gets the Bears gone immediately. What was it four plays that he played? Four, four snaps? snaps. Yeah. Crazy. One reception. Obviously, you know, he should have had the surgery week two, and he would have been back. I remember at the time. That Dr. Chow, the yeah. former NFL doctor, he had put out that if he has surgery, it's going to be four to six weeks. And I remember reading that and thinking, well, that can't be right. <laughs> like, you know, I can't be right. They would have definitely done that, right? Like, that's a no-brainer to just have the surgery, come back from it and be close to 100% and, you know, you go forward with a, with a healthy Deshaun Jackson and an offense that actually has a speed element and can open things up, up underneath and you actually have a legitimate NFL offense. But... The better option was to have him not have the surgery and play through pain whenever he does come back. It doesn't make any sense.
1: It doesn't make sense. I also, like, I don't know much how to believe, like, that Dr. David Chow thing. Like, oh, he just has the surgery. Because it it seems like that's, like, a big sentiment among Eagles fans. It's just like, well, he should have the surgery and it would have been 100% fixed and everything would have been fine right now. Like, that doesn't pass the smell test to me. Obviously, me not being a doctor, so maybe I'm just dead wrong on that. But that just seems like a little bit too good to be true. Like, is that crazy to say?
0: But the time frame now is also, you know, or the original, the the one that came out with the John Clark report was four to six weeks. But is it really, though?
1: That's what I wonder. Like,
0: is is that, that's being put out there. Well, now, now it may not be because it's a full tear. Right. It's to, it's torn off the bone now.
1: And here's I, – I do want to include this. <laughs>
0: I, I hate having these conversations where we're totally just poking around in the dark because we don't know nothing Dr. about
1: – Dr. Dr. We don't know anything about abdominal tears. So definitely do subscribe and follow us and read our work. Yes. We, we know what we're talking about here. Uh, I, I want to read this from John Clark. He He put this in his original report. Uh, this is a quote Deshaun opted to not have surgery seven weeks ago because it is a really tricky injury Some players can recover just by rehabbing some core muscle surgeries are successful Some aren't some players say their injury is worse after surgery mm, Some okay. players still feel soreness and pain even after surgery and that's end quote And what I will include there is Matt Collins had a core muscle surgery and he was out for I guess he actually had two but Either way the fact that he had to have two and also, like, the fact that he was out for, like, 15 months just makes me believe, like, this wasn't as cut and dry as, like, Deshaun has the surgery. He's 100% fine. Because, like you said, doesn't that seem pretty, like, obvious to do that at that point? So maybe they were just dumb and didn't. Okay, I'm not ruling that out. It, it seems too good to be true to me. Like, that's that's kind of where I come down on it.
0: The, back in the day when Andy Reid was still the head coach, they had a the, – the head medical guy was Rick, Rick Burkholder. Berk, and he was awesome. Like, he would – He'd, you'd see him come walking down the hallway with like a skeleton. <laughs> 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 or you'd see him like come out with like uh, walking down the walking down the hall with like a you know a skeletal foot, and you're yeah. like, oh, we're gonna get a learn on now. Like, I remember him talking to us about, I think it was Todd Harriman's, hmm. a small broken bone that he had like in the middle of his foot, and he showed us and he allowed us to take pictures of it. And he was like pointing to like where the bone is, and he gave us a full detailed description of the injury comparable players who who they found had the injury in the past and how long their timeframe was for recovery. And it was awesome. Like it was really helpful. For, you know us and then also of course you know the fans benefit from it because they understand what the injury is when when the expectation of when the player should be back so on and so forth and it just seems crazy to me that they don't just do that like why wouldn't they just do that just be upfront with the injury and then you don't have all this nonsense going on it seems better for the players too yes and then they don't have to answer anything about it we already know
1: yeah uh, it seems like there's really not a lot to be gained i, I, I guess the the reason the eagles do it the best reason I can come up with is what, like, they're they're just totally fake sense of competitive advantage. Is that it?
0: It's got to be. I mean, I'm sure that's part of it. Again, I don't know what really the advantage is.
1: Yeah, I me mean, <laughs> neither. <but> like, <laughs> it seems like they're always motivated by that for a dumb reason. You
0: know, now that we know that Deshaun is going to be out moving forward, what do they do?
1: So, I think a big reason why there's such a negative feeling, at least for myself. And the people who complain on Bleeding Green Nation who that I'm I'm posting these very depressing wide receiver stats over and over. Because I, I can't get over it. Like yeah, I can't get crazy. over it. Yeah,
0: oh crazy. O for October for Mac and then O oh for November so far. And JJ, what, his, his two catches were, when were they? I mean, they were really early Against in the Against like the
1: Lions or the Falcons. Yeah. Uh, Yards per game over the past six weeks. Alshon Jeffrey, fifty point seven. That's your number one wide receiver, probably by far too, right? Yeah, oh yeah. Nelson Aguilar is at nineteen Ooh. yards per game. This is paying, what's, what, what time frame is this? Uh, past six weeks. Okay. So since the Packers game, I guess.
0: Nineteen is all 19 for him. Nineteen yards per for, game
1: for, for for Nelson. Oh my God. Nine point four million this year. That guy is making. <laughs> great, <laughs> you great you love you love saying that every chance you it's get. It's crazy. It's insane. <laughs> uh, it, it's it's not hindsight either. Like we had no 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 no. I know. Yeah, so um, Mac Collins is at two point two. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Poor Mac. And J- JJ's at zero.
1: JJ's at zero. And then if you want to throw Deshaun in there, he's what point eight. Whatever. Yeah, I can't. I'm not. Because he at would, have. what five yards. That's just I, I. I don't know how. Like I can't look at that and be like, yeah, okay, Eagles can definitely like be contenders this year. Like no, like that is a deal breaker. Like teams have issues. I get it. No team is going to be perfect at every position, and it's a long season, and things can change. But, like, how is this really going to change? Like, what is really going to change about the calculus here? I don't know what, uh, like, Carson Wentz is supposed to do at a certain point with these guys. Like, he, I thought he missed some throws in the Bears game, but was, like, fine overall. But at a certain point, like, he's making good throws, and they just can't help him at all. Like, they can't make a routine catch. It's insane.
0: However they go down this year, whenever it is, however it is, He's going to get blamed. You know that, oh, right? Oh, for sure. He already is, yeah. <laughs> he already, already been, yeah. He already is. But when they actually finally do meet their demise, and, it, and it's coming. Like, they're not winning the Super Bowl this year. He's going to 100% be blamed.
1: He is. And it's just like, I get the idea of a quarterback is supposed to elevate his team. I'm a big subscriber to that theory. But at a certain point here, again, I just, like, there has to be a baseline, though, with that. Like, it can't be just, like, you bring in literally anyone and... The quarterback can elevate them. Like, is Russell Wilson really like tearing it up right now the way he is with these receivers? Like, is he throwing twenty-two touchdowns and in, in one interception? Like, I, I don't buy it. I, I I don't. There's no way. The answer is no. <laughs> yeah. How? Like these receivers are just like they're objectively just not good. Like, <laughs> I think that's very fair to say. I think it's yeah, very I, clear. I think Tyler Lockett and uh, DK Metcalf are
0: slightly better than. Uh, anything the eagles have right now
1: and now josh gordon too we'll see how that goes but the eagles obviously passed on him that was after we did our show
0: let's discuss him but i mean we're gonna we're gonna get to him and uh maybe uh antonio brown after the first break let's let's just do that now so josh gordon was available the eagles could have put a claim in, in on him because they had a worse record than the seahawks and therefore were ahead of them
1: in the waiver order would you have taken a chance there? Like, I don't think Josh Gordon is this catch-all like answer or like this you know magical fix. But like, why not? He was making one million dollars. Like, you're claiming a one million dollar salary. Like, there's no reason not to, in my opinion. Like, why? Why would you like this? All this stuff about oh, his attitude isn't great, locker room, whatever. Like, I don't care, man. You guys are in dire straits. Like, okay, J.J. said Whiteside, great kid. Like you said, great locker room guy. He's your yard like how is that helping this team win like <laughs> right. it's it would be a desperate move they like i think they needed to do it and now you're going to have to face him in a couple weeks and and watch him like torch this secondary
0: uh i think it was uh jesus zoidberg who yes. made this point that um
1: they do have intel on I like how you brought that up like that's a name people just know <laughs> in general no 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 offense to good friend jesus zoidberg listener of the pod who, just who, like
0: who twitter got major. who
1: got kicked off of twitter for yeah. I forget what it was, but it was for like
0: basically nothing. Um When all these other crazy, you know, people are running around Twitter doing all kinds of disgusting stuff. Anyway, he got kicked off. So he's he's there on, on on a new name, but Jesus Zoidberg, as I know him, uh made the point, and he I don't think he was saying it like I don't think he he was saying they shouldn't have signed Josh Gordon because because of this, but he did make the point that Andrew Barry – who the Eagles hired uh, this offseason, you know, to take on some of the Joe Douglas type of roles. Uh, He was with Cleveland for a long time when Josh Gordon was there. So they, through him, you know, they do have intel on him. But, you know, again, as you mentioned, he's way better than anything else they have on the roster. So, and he was sitting there for free, basically. You don't have to give give anything up to get him. I think his contract was like two million or something this year. Like One million. Half of which is already paid. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I'd have signed him. Imagine, like, the fan base would have gone nuts if yeah. they claimed him,
1: right? Like, how is doing nothing the answer? That would I, I think it gives the team
0: some the juice too. Like in yeah. the next
1: game. I think a big issue with this team as a whole, and this is kind of a, a bigger point here, is like hubris. I think it kind of comes down to that to some extent. I think it's like because the message was last week, oh, we're getting guys back from injury, including Deshaun. And it's like, we don't need to do anything. We're good as we are. And nope, you're not, clearly. On the Andrew Berry point, I mean, he might be good. I don't know. But do those Brown guys, do the Browns guys really know what they're doing? <laughs> uh, you know, looking at how the Browns are, are kind of yeah. going here.
0: Yeah, they hired Freddie Kitchens, which, I mean, again, this isn't even hindsight being 2020. I mean, I, I, when they hired him, I was like, in my mind I was like, what? That guy seems nuts. <laughs> Like that guy does not seem like a stable guy that can that can you know sort of cater to the needs of fifty three different players, especially that group of players. And man, their season is going south very quickly. But so yeah, your point is is right there that you know I don't know you're going to be digging <laughs> from the uh, from the uh, the Browns' intelligence well, but as a whole, I'd love to know what the reasoning was why they didn't put in a roster claim on him. I'd love to know like precisely what it was. Yeah, and maybe maybe they do have a very good reason. Maybe maybe they do. I don't know, but it's hard to imagine it being that bad. Where you're like, you know what, we're all right with. Well, we shouldn't say they're all right with Matt because they, they are going to sign Jordan Matthews more than likely. So you broke the news. We'll, we'll get to that in in momentarily. But before we get to him, how about Antonio Brown? Would you take a flyer there?
1: No, I, I don't even think you can like he's going to be put on what like the the commissioner's uh, list like su- he's going to be like suspended if he, he got resigned, right? Like he wouldn't even be able to play for whatever. Right? I don't that, think but, he's ever going to play in the league again. Yeah, that's not and clearly like if if you're not paying attention and haven't been paying attention to the Antonio Brown saga. Like how could they possibly rely on him like to, to actually like be ready to play and get ready to play and like I don't think you're paying attention if you if you think that's a real solution. lot of people asked but no let's take a break and we'll come back and uh
0: talk a little jay matt back into this
1: with threats to our nation waiting around every corner adaptability is more important than ever when conditions change without notice quick strategic thinking is crucial and with obstacles consistently impending determination is essential in overcoming them it's this willingness decisiveness and resilience that sets marines apart with our fighting spirit we don't just fight battles we win them Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem-solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. All right, we're back here on BGN Radio, episode number 91. Brendan Lee Gowton, Jimmy Kemski from Philly Voice. We have some mailbag questions here, but before that, I want to I touch on two things uh, here. So we kind of didn't get to it exactly. We kind of talked about who they didn't bring in. Uh, one of the guys who they might bring in, as you reported, that they're definitely signing him no matter what. (laughs) No, I'm just kidding. Uh, You you said they're bringing in Jordan Matthews for a physical, so they might sign him. This might be outdated by the time this podcast is posted. Right. Uh, So what do you think if they do bring that in?
0: Well, it's not going to help them on the speed front. They're
1: (laughs) they're not going to get any faster on offense. But He did have some big plays last year. He did,
0: yeah. I mean, he had a 37-yard touchdown against the Saints in the
1: playoffs. In that Titans game. Yeah, what was it? That was like 50, right? Yeah, but I mean, he's not a he's not he's a not, yeah, he, right, the teams exactly. are not fearing him.
0: <laughs> but he has he has good rapport with Carson. They they are boys off the field and on the field. So you're the not only gonna,
1: wide receiver who likes Carson Wentz on he, this team. Yes,
0: he's not going to be going to Josina Anderson and and, uh, and 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 talking smack on his quarterback. He's more reliable than Matt Collins or JJ. So it's an improvement, I guess. Uh, it's not <laughs> very satisfying to a lot of fans in that he's now on his third stint with the team. But I thought he was actually reasonably okay last year. He had what, 28 targets, 20 catches, 300 yards, average of 15, which is led the team. But, yeah, and then what, two touchdowns during the regular season? So, yep. I mean, he's if you throw the ball to him, probably more likely to catch it than Nelson Aguilar, <laughs> or maybe maybe even throw a shot in that mix now, too. Well, I don't know. J, J-, J- Matt's had his drop problems, too. Yeah. Again, he's not gonna help you much on the uh, you know, catching he's not gonna he's not gonna catch deep balls down the field like Deshaun did, but he is somewhat reliable and he does have that rapport. So I get it. And he's gonna cost nothing to come back to.
1: I get it in terms of like if you wanna put him in over Mac Hollins and then actually get Mac Hollins back playing special teams, okay. I guess, you know, sure. That makes <laughs> sense. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> Woo! Yeah, I to me though in terms of skill set, like and maybe there's just something I don't know about J.J. Nelson, who admittedly I don't know super incredibly well. But I mean, that's a guy with like actual four three speed, and someone who at least at theory would fit the Eagles what they need. Uh, you know, how much would that actually like, be show up in in reality? You know, I don't know. I don't really know that. That's just the magical solution. The fact that J.J. Nelson is still sitting out there after being cut by the Cardinals, probably isn't the sign that he's some fix for this, for this offense. Right? So, nobody, nobody else
0: is picking him up either.
1: So I think the J Matt thing would be fine. It's, it's depressing for this team that they're like <laughs> the second season in a row, they kind of have to turn back to him. And in part two, because for as much as J Matt did have those big plays last year, like he's still kinda, he still kind of just feels like contributes to that slow plotting thing that this offense has going on. Like, yes, that's not Jordan Matthews game is, you know, making those big plays all the time. Like, he can do that, but that's, it's not, you know, you're not getting at that all the time. And I think last year actually was a great role for Jordan Matthews. Like, that's what he should be. I thought he was miscast earlier on in his career as this big volume guy, as a guy who can kind of be a role player. Like, that makes more sense for him. The tough thing about that is he doesn't really play special teams. So that kind of, like, that's why he, he was been a free agent. He's kind of in a weird gap, like, where he's good enough to play offense, but not uh, good enough to actually be a big part of your offense. And then he doesn't play special teams, so he's not really super valuable as a backup. It's almost like he's he's curtailed to this eagle situation of like they need someone who can kind of help them and they're just super desperate, which is why they brought him back or well they might bring him back now for the second year in a row. A bigger picture thing with this team, Jimmy. Before we get into some of the mailbag questions proper, well, hold on. Before you finish that thought, one
0: more. There's one thing funny that I that I saw on uh, Jordan Matthews was like somebody compared him to like you know the side piece. <laughs> <laughs> We did
1: have that quote in Buffalo last year.
0: You know, you're out at the bar and uh you know, you're looking for, you know, a girl or whatever, you don't find anything, so you you know, you call it, you kinda call your backup reserve. <laughs> not that I would never do such a thing. That's not right. My... This is just all hypothetical. Yes. One. But yeah.
1: that's what they that's what they kinda compared uh J Matt to. It's been a weird career for him, you know. Second it round has. pick. Uh, they trade him away as a throw in in that Derby trade, like it wasn't even a main feature of that deal. The offense got so much better, I felt like without him. Yeah. Because I felt like he wasn't like he wasn't helping this team in terms of like he, he there were, was there was
0: two you like you know how
1: you know there's too much Ertz, quote unquote. Yes. That was that's nonsense, but there certainly was too much Matthews. Aguilor was just so much more dynamic in the slot than he was. Like he was someone who was actually quick. And it's weird now that Jordan Matthews is coming back and potentially being better. Than yeah. <laughs> Nelson Aguilar for what this team needs. Full circle. Getting back to what I was thinking about this team as a whole. Yes. Like, this stupid dumb team that is playing this garbage brand of football that I've been complaining about all season, really, since last year. Like, they might make the playoffs anyway. Because <laughs> right. their schedule is easy, and the Cowboys' schedule is harder, and the Cowboys might fall out of it. They might not. I'm, I don't think that's a lock by any means, but... It's not crazy to think they can get a wild card, too. Yeah, that's on the table. Like, if, let's say Dallas somehow wins
0: 11 games, and the Eagles win 10. That could be good enough to get in the wild card. <sighs> You I mean you're looking at you? I mean, so you you look at the, uh, I got to pull it pulled up, but I know the Vikings are six and three. They yes. have a head to head against the Eagles, so that doesn't help them. I mean, we watched them fall apart last year. Of course, uh, the Panthers are five and three with Kyle uh, with Cam
1: Newton going on IR for the rest they're, of the year. They're
0: gonna they're gonna fall apart. I've been waiting for them to fall apart all year. I pick against them like almost every week, and then they keep winning, and mm-hmm. they're like they've been like a negative for me all year on my picks. Like mm. I hate that team because because <laughs> I've gotten them wrong all year, but uh, they're they're I mean they're gonna fall apart at some point.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Seahawks are seven and two; they're not gonna catch them. Well, I guess they could. I like, guess they beat them. Yeah, and then the Rams are five and three. So yeah. those are the teams that are ahead of them. That's not out of the question to it's, jump it's to jump two of those teams. So I guess they'd have to jump three of those teams. Excuse me. Yeah. Well. Yeah. It's not. It's not out of the question. Like so. Th- this is about where they were last year, and they and they got a wild card. I'd like to know what the standings were this time last year. It's probably not all that different.
1: I remember there was a, a point where it was like 0.3% chance that they would get a wild card. Yes. In terms of like football outsiders odds. Like it was a really, and it, it did. It took a lot of crazy things to happen. Yes. Like the Eagles getting improbable wins in LA and then at home against the Texans and then the Vikings choking. Falling <laughs>
0: apart. And Panthers fell
1: apart too. Panthers fell apart. That's right. Yeah. So it did take a lot. I don't think they'll need quite as much help this year to do that, and especially because the Eagles can control their own side of things a lot because their schedule is just entirely, like, I don't think there's any way this team goes worse than eight and eight. Like, I think that's pretty safe to say. And I think even I would really put it at nine and seven. Like, I think this team is winning at least nine games. I really They have the
0: dolphins. They have the the giants twice and they have Washington.
1: And I don't feel good about the Eagles, by the way. (laughs) (laughs) No, me neither. I'm saying that at the same time being like, I don't think this team is actually that good, but I think they're going to win nine games. They're going to win those four games.
0: Right? I mean, there's no way they could lose any of those four games, right? Which four games? Giants
1: twice, Washington and and Dolphins. I think you could lose to the Giants once Mm -hmm. if like... Can you though? I think think Daniel Jones could go (laughs) off against this secondary.
0: I guess it's possible. I wouldn't put it past them. I mean, I think they're really bad.
1: I don't think the Giants are good.
0: At one point this year, like I thought they could maybe eke out like seven wins. Maybe like that was their ceiling. Like if things really went right for them. So, like, I was a little higher on them at one point. But, I mean, I've seen enough of them this year. They are horrible. That's a yep. bad, bad team. Oh, the are bad. They're minus 79 right now, by the way. In point
1: differential. Yeah. They've lost five in a row. Not great. So, so, yeah. So, that's, like, that's a whole weird thing about all this stuff. Like, just looking at the big picture with Deshaun and just, like, having no faith in this passing offense, which, by the way, like... I feel like you need to win in the NFL. Like, I don't feel like that's a controversial thing to say. Like this, the way the Eagles are winning these games to me is just not sustainable. We've talked about that. Yes, here we were talking about that on last week's podcast. Like I just don't like. I know it's kind of what they have to do now in terms of trying to win. Like, I don't think they can just be stubborn and keep throwing to these wide receivers and counting on them to just suddenly like break out of it entirely. Like they're going to have to game plan to run the ball. You're not going to get an eight minute fourth quarter drive every week. You're not. And you're not going to be afforded, you know, the opportunity to not have to score as many points when you're playing Tom Brady and Russell Wilson, as opposed to Mitchell Trubisky and Josh Allen. Yes, correct. I, I can't see it holding up. And by the way, the Eagles were not designed to be a run team at all. No, like this the way things are right now. Like, I don't, I don't think people are saying this, but like I don't want to hear this. And and this is where the frustration comes from too. So it's not like. It's not like, oh, you should just be happy because the team is winning. No, you shouldn't because the (laughs) Eagles invested top five money in in Carson Wentz. He's he's a top five average quarterback salary right now. And they they literally spent the most amount of money – in terms of cap space this year on their starting three wide receivers in Alshon Jeffrey, Deshaun Jackson, Nelson mm-hmm. and Snagler And what do they have to show for it? A horrible, like some of the worst receivers in the league. Just a horrible passing offense as a whole. That's very really being, boring
0: passing offense too. Very
1: boring. It's only being held up by the fact that Miles Sanders can do some great things and that Zach Ertz and Dallas Goddard are there. Like Yes outside of those guys it's a horrible passing offense yes and that is so like that's frustrating and i think not just in terms of this team's ability to contend but the thing i talk about often is like and i think this is something you've stressed and i've almost picked up from you jimmy like people watch sports to have fun like it's supposed to be enjoyable and yes. the eagles are not enjoyable no. they're not they're just not it sucks like that game is not fun on i was bored and would you agree with me that, like, everyone else at the Link was pretty bored? Like, there there's no energy at the Link on Sunday. Like, people would celebrate a touchdown, sure, or, like, a big first down. But people weren't, like, you know, raucous and, like, real, like it, It's just there's no energy. And there shouldn't be because it's a boring, garbage way to play. They have to string these, like, 19-play drives together. It's horrible. It's and horrible it, was
0: cha- to it was a change of pace, too, because in almost all their other games, they were behind early. So yes. in this case, they got up really quick and you would think, OK, well, this will be a fun day. <laughs> Man, it really kind of wasn't. It was you were just kind of waiting out, you know, is this Bears team going to come back on him in the second half? Oh, OK, finally, they didn't. That was the fun of that
1: game or lack thereof. It, it, it's pretty bad. And I think that's something like trying to having a hard time reconciling down the break here, because I feel like, again, they're going to win some of these games. But like, is any of it? really going to even be enjoyable <laughs> if they beat the cowboys that would be enjoyable if they win the nfc east that'd be you know that'd be good obviously but like it, it's just what's the ceiling for this team i just i don't i don't think it's very high things can happen before we go to the the second break on the and we'll i guess we'll do the uh we'll do the
0: mailback questions after the break on the run game jordan howard i guess i don't know if made news is the right way to put it but he said that he wants to play in philadelphia long term yeah should they extend him? Uh, why don't you answer that first? All right. So from my perspective, he's not going to sign anything, in my opinion, that the Eagles would offer him or that I would offer him
1: for that matter. Right now, you mean? Or
0: Yeah. yeah. I mean, when you, when you look at it
1: right. I mean, like right now. Because so, the Eagles did do an extension with Timmy Journey in, in the bye back in 2017.
0: Well, here's what I mean by that. So I'm sorry. I'm typing uh, as a, I'm looking up his stats. But you look at his career numbers. So this guy is on his rookie contract still his fourth year and for his career he's 3,895 yards so he needs 105 more yards to reach 4,000 which means he would be averaging a thousand yards a season for his rookie contract all right so like is he gonna sign like some super team-friendly deal right now or is he gonna wait until free agency to see you know sort of what he can maximize his his payout at you know obviously you and i know that running backs have been devalued to an extreme degree over the last what would you say like 5 years or so yeah or maybe even not even that much but when you know when you're the player and you're the player's agent you know i don't think you're going to rush to even knowing that i don't think you're going to rush to just sign some like super team friendly deal when you're going to when you're scheduled to be a free agent in less in you know in like half in less than half a season what does it take to get it done is the question. If it's like four million a year, all right. If it's more than that,
1: no thank you. Yeah, I think it's gonna be a situation where like you're talking about you see all these stats in terms of volume, which matters in terms of agents and stuff and negotiating, like Jordan Howard's agent is gonna bring that to the table, that he is like among the most rushing yards along with Zeke and all these other top of the market running backs. Now, I don't think he's going to, like, outpace to those guys because we all know, like, volume stats aren't everything. But I don't think he's going to be cheap, like you said, too. Now, Jordan Howard's only 25. He actually only turned 25 on Sunday, I believe. So he is younger. That's a nice thing he has going for him uh, in terms of especially two of the Eagles wanted to keep him around long uh, term. But I just, I don't think they will. I don't think they will because, you know, you drafted Miles Sanders in the second round. And you're expecting him, I would think, to, you know, have this bigger role moving forward and not signing, you know, this other guy to, um, you know, take up all these carries. And again, you're not going to be a running offense. Like, that's not the long-term vision here. That You paid Carson Wentz money to pass the ball. Like, you're going to need to make more investments in receiver. I just don't. I don't see them shifting their ethos to being this run-heavy team. Like, Doug Peterson used to be a quarterback. Like this And this team has always prioritized like passing and quarterbacks. So I just, I can't see it happening. I would like Jordan Howard to be here on the team, ideally, because I think he's a good player and he'd help a lot. But I like, I I like Jordan Howard a lot. I, I don't think it'll happen, I guess.
0: Trivia question for you. Yeah. I mentioned that number 3895. That's how many rushing yards he has in his career. Since he's been in the league, 2016, how many players have more rushing yards than Jordan Howard? Two. Incorrect. Lower. One one player. I Latin. got it. Who is, is it, it? Zeke. It is Zeke okay. by a substantial margin. He has forty-seven yeah. eighty-nine. So he he has the second most rushing yards since he's been in the league. <laughs> so like again,
1: yep. what are you going to pay him right now? That's going to make him happy. You're not. No. The answer, yeah, they're not. They're, there's the, Jordan Howard has no reason to sign a deal now unless it's like a no-brainer deal for him. Yes. Eagles don't have the leverage. Jordan Howard has all the reason to go into free agency and and get what he can get paid.
0: All right, so let's take a break. We'll come back and we'll answer some mailbag questions.
1: Brandon? Back after this. Okay, we're back here on BGN Radio, episode 91. Brandon Lee Gowton, Jimmy Kemski, here with your mailbag questions, Jimmy. Uh, Let's start it off here with a question that has nothing to do with the Eagles, but is very important. And it comes from our good friend, Cow. Do you know who Cow is? I love Cow. I've never met him, but... Okay, neither have I. I internet know him. Yes, same. Very, very funny guy. He does the Bill Simmons impressions. They're really good, really funny. If you haven't seen those, go check those out. Okay. Very important question here. If you had to compete against the Birds of Friends team, the Athletics Eagles podcast, Bo Wolfe, Shilkapadia, Zach Berman, in a series of activities of your mutual choosing, which would you feel the most slash least confident in? First of all, I should
0: note that we have the tallest Eagles podcast ever. Yeah, I'm six foot nine. You're what, Jimmy? We might have the tallest podcast in the NFL. Probably. There can't be someone that has a taller podcast than us. You're like what, six? I'm six three. three. Okay. And you're what, six nine? Yes. Nice. Nice. <laughs> so I feel like anything height related, we have a major advantage. I know Zach played some basketball. Yeah, but come on. But. <laughs> yeah, but come on. <laughs> well, what's he going to do? Like, yeah it'd be tough to, for him to get a shot off yeah <laughs> no no offense to Zach, but no, it's not an offense just... <laughs> but basketball we would slaughter them and, you know, Are they gonna get any rebounds no like bo's pretty bo's pretty athletic sure i know he played baseball in high school and i yeah. know that he he like well he likes to brag about how he's he feels that he was the best quarterback uh ever uh, among Eagles employees that used to the play bubble in, the bubble ball every every what week was it that they play Something every, like that. Week? every month I don't know but they they play pretty fairly often I guess and Bo likes to say that he's the best quarterback ever I wouldn't know I wasn't there I believe him yeah so back in the day when I worked for philly.com I had to do these videos after every training camp practice. So, Oh, that's right. I forgot about this. I'd be outside whenever. Um, I, I'd hang around the Novocare complex a little longer than than most people. I'd, I'd be there with like the TV people and, you know, the people that still work for the Eagles. Or rather, the people that work for the Eagles and Bo still worked for the Eagles at that time. And uh, he and I were throwing a football back and forth from like 40 yards, which is pretty good. Like you have to have a decent arm to be able to do that. And he and I were having a long toss. A uh, ball got away, I think, from him at one point, And it rolled. Benny Logan picked it up. He was like another like 15 yards, I'd say, behind Bo. And he just picked it up and just sort of leaned back and off his back foot, like launched this ball like 55 yards in the air. Oh, my gosh. It, like right to me. I was just like, all right, I'm done. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, like I was feeling pretty good that I was throwing. First of all, NFL footballs, if one was just sitting on the ground, they're really hard to just even pick up. Like mm. the whole Deflate Gate thing—that's legit. Like having the ball like a little bit deflated is a major advantage because those things are like balloons, mm. <laughs> they're, like hard to pick up. Even they're hard to throw. So like I was feeling good that I was throwing 40 yards, and a defensive tackle just launches one with zero effort, like way further than I could ever dream of throwing a football. And I'm getting off—I'm getting off track here. But what I was getting at here is Bo has Bo definitely has a good arm. Yeah. So I wouldn't trust anything along those lines. Any sport that involves throwing, I think we'd be in trouble there. But basketball, yeah. we'd 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 slaughter them, I think. Can you play volleyball at all? Yeah. Yeah. Can like you can
1: set. Yeah.
0: And, and bump. You're good there.
1: Yeah, I think I could do it. Yeah. All right. So we'd beat them in that too. They would beat us in tennis. I know I think Sheel and Bo could probably they're pretty good at doubles. They,
0: they still play, don't they? Yeah. Yeah. and I've never really played
1: tennis. Same. I, yeah. So
0: they'd get they'd get us there. So that'd be a least confident one. Hmm. Uh, are you good at any like drinking games? <laughs> 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 like, how's your beer pong game? It's fine. Oh, you know what? Surfing. Nobody's touching me on that. That's I can't do
1: it. But yeah. I yeah. Mean, no, carry. I'll, I'll
0: carry. I'll carry the team on that one. Yeah. I'll just watch. <laughs> but beer beer pong like can you, oh can you chug? No. Quick aside story again. I w- I did like some charity thing at Chickies and Pete's in in Philly near the stadium, yeah. And uh, for WIP, I was doing car bombs with uh, <laughs> with my girlfriend, and uh, I remember I, I was doing it in front of like Ray Danger. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Ray Diddy's looking at me like I'm crazy.
1: <laughs> Good friend <laughs> James James Seltzer was doing it so, with me so, too, right?
0: Yeah, so Seltzer is there. Seltzer was like. Uh, I gotta tell you, like nobody's ever gonna beat me in a uh, in any kind of chugging contest. Like no way. And I'm like, yeah. all right, let's let's see it. So I <laughs> I got some more car bombs, and uh, damn dude, like he he wasn't lying. He yeah. he chugs beer faster than anyone I've ever seen. James is a uh, legit. It's crazy. You've seen it. I I know. I will just say I know.
1: <laughs> James is legit.
0: So I'm okay. Like you know, I'm okay in that area. Mm. Enough enough to where like I think Ray Diddy was horrified watching me do car bombs. <laughs> <laughs> I was good enough to make Ray Diddy horrified, but I'm not on like Seltzer's level. So I don't know if like Zach or Sheel or Bo mm. can pound beers like that. Yeah, I don't know. I feel I feel like I'd be confident in in that against them. Personally. Okay. How about you? Um if,
1: you're not much of a I'm, drinker, right? I'm a big guy. So I think okay. I can. I'd like I'd give myself a chance. Well we were just lining up shot after
0: shot. I mean with our size alone, again, that's another right. one where we I think we can put them under the table.
1: Well, I feel like we have to make something happen here now. with some kind of competition or even some big uh, like inner uh, podcast thing. I feel like we have to do something with the the birds with friends.
0: Group. So so, so we're taking volleyball, basketball, surfing. Uh, anything alcohol related? <laughs>
1: <laughs> Most of the important things, basically. But uh, so the challenge is out there. If, if Birds of Friends wants to answer or to do a podcast or do something, I don't know. The challenge, the challenge has been issued. And we don't feel confident
0: on tennis. Right. We'll say baseball. You only good at golf? No. Yeah, I'm not that good either. I can hit a. I can. I can hit it off the tee, but everything else is garbage. I don't have the patience for golf. I just. I don't. Anyway, volley that one over to them. What do you got?
1: At underscore joel bryant underscore good friend loyal listener for many years now love joel uh asked i appreciate jimmy's stories can we get a retelling of his (laughs) feud with matt (laughs) barkley okay so we're going off of uh we're going off football again Mm -hmm.
0: yeah so from my perspective the way that went down was i just wrote it was just practice notes and
1: it was 2013 right
0: no i think it was the second year he was there so he got drafted in 2013
1: so 2014
0: yeah he kind of like not worn war- out as welcome as is the wrong way to put it but he wasn't like you know this young like oh shiny new draft pick player yeah, he anymore. Sucked in training camp. <laughs> we we kind of figured out that he wasn't that good anymore by the time the full first year was over. I think it was May I think it was OTAs in May. And I was just doing practice notes. It wasn't even like the headline of my notes. It was like probably like the fifth or sixth note down where I just had an observation and it said that he threw an out route or is it, I don't know if it was an outlier, but it was some kind of sideline throw that required, you know, some kind of arm strength to get it there. And it was just a lollipop, dude. Like, <laughs> like it was... <laughs> and someone picked it off. It was just bad. I just noted that that's what he threw. And then I added color saying something to the effect of, like, you know, he's going to be limited with, with what you ask him to do. And I don't think that he's going to be a guy that can, you know, be a long-term starting quarterback because he's always going to be limited by his weak arm. (laughs) Right? All right. Yeah, I used the word velocity in there somewhere because somebody on Reddit, on Eagles Reddit, they they posted my practice notes. They didn't just have – they didn't just use what my headline was. They took that one bullet point and they – I guess they felt that that was the most interesting point in my notes – And they made the headline basically something to the effect of like Matt Barkley as like a noodle arm. (laughs) So that's what showed up on this, you know, all the like the list of, uh, you know, articles that Reddit's linking to was, you know, basically Matt Barkley sucks. Right. So Barkley was a a reader of Reddit. He would like hang out there and comment apparently on Reddit every now and again. And he would do like, uh, you know, AMAs there. So he saw that. He commented, he wrote, as if, like, I'm the one that posted it. Like, I had nothing to do with posting it on Reddit. But he but he commented, he wrote, shut up, Jimmy. <laughs> <laughs> you don't know what the route was, what the defense was on that play. And he's like, if you want to see how, how good or bad my velocity is, why don't we have a catch sometime?
1: <laughs> you really got you.
0: Yeah, so, like, everyone's like, ooh. And people are like, tagging me like crazy on Twitter, like, <laughs> ooh, Barkley got you, son, what? <laughs> right? So, like, uh, I'm like, all right, let's have a catch then. Let's do it. There's, like, no downside for me. Like if he like I don't I don't even know like what he had in mind like whether we're actually I don't think he said should we have a catch I think we should it was like we should get together and see how like and see how how how, how much velocity I have but I think the implication was he was gonna fire footballs at my face and see if I could catch him or not Yeah it was
1: like threatening almost <laughs> It was either that or it was
0: like we we're gonna have some kind of like quarterback challenge or something like that I don't know exactly and he was gonna like
1: clown you Yeah
0: Oh really a professional quarterback has, has a better arm- than me really oh you got me there <laughs> so i don't know like uh, exactly what he had in mind but immediately i was like yes let's do it i'm in whatever you have whatever it is you have in mind let's do it and then like he just disappeared thereafter mm. so what happened was one news outlet picked it up
1: like a blog
0: or like no like a like a national news outlet
1: oh wow there's just
0: one initially. And once they put it out, then like 10 others picked it up. <laughs> <laughs> and they, like, if you Google Jimmy Kemsky, Matt Barkley, it, it'll be everywhere. Like, you'll, like, like every major, you know, media outlet had, had it because there was nothing going on in the NFL at that time. Because it was May, it was OTAs. Like, there was nothing I happening. I wrote an article about this. So, I forgot about that. Did you? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> did you just Google it now?
1: Uh, yeah. It, that is literally the headline It says <laughs> Matt Barkley versus Jimmy Kemsky. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's awesome so yeah i mean it was everywhere like there, there were like radio stations around the country like calling me like uh can you come on our show and talk and i did <laughs> one and like the host was like uh who who made you quarterback evaluation god and i'm like uh nobody but like i've <sighs> seen enough quarterbacks live to know who has a Arm and who doesn't? So like, I think I was on pretty solid ground being able to identify someone that doesn't like have a very good arm. But uh once I did one and they were like jerks about it, I was like, yeah, I'm good. Like I'm, I'm good on the I'm good on the interviews from now on.
1: So you went on with Francesa and then you didn't do anymore.
0: <laughs> I think it was a show in Denver. Actually, it wasn't Albright, mm-hmm. but it was some, it was some show in mm-hmm. Denver, and there were jerks. I was like, oh, I'm done with all that. But yeah, it, I mean, it blew up. It was it was everywhere. Whenever that happens, like your whole day. And possibly days are just like that one was fun, but like your, your whole, like your whole life is like you're just getting bombarded with like, you know, all kinds of stuff on, online. But that was fun. Like that was, uh, that, was that was, and he, ever since, like after that, anytime like I'd be near him in the locker room, he'd be like staring me down. Mm. He was, he's probably the player that hates me more than any other player.
1: Fair, probably fair to say. Yeah. Any reason to think the Eagles will be any better next year than they are now? This question comes from Kind John, K-I-N-E-J-A-W-N. What do you think, Jimmy? Is there any reason to think the Eagles will be any better next year than they are right now?
0: So I guess the question there is, are they an ascending team or a descending team? I think is what Mm. he's getting at. And I would say it's the latter. Really? Uh, Yeah, I don't think it's an ascending (laughs) team. No, how could you? It's the second old, oldest team in the NFL. They need a lot of work. They've had ten draft picks the last ten, year, or the last two years. And that's a descending team. That's a pretty easy answer, I think. I agree. I don't think they all won hope the is- Super Bowl. They're not going. Like, there's, it's, yeah. They're not going up from there. I don't think all hope is lost. No, 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 no. I mean, they they have something to work with from a roster building standpoint. They have it right, in my opinion, in that they value quarterback, they value offensive line, they value defensive line. And then secondarily, they value cornerbacks and wide receivers. They've just done a bad job of picking the right picking ones. Picking the last two, the, the the last two that I mentioned, wide receiver and cornerback. Oh yeah, kind of the most important ones in
1: a passing league.
0: Yeah, well, quarterback, and then after, and maybe offensive line is maybe in that yeah. conversation but too. But I mean,
1: like you have to get them somewhat right. And do, they just, yeah, they they've, and they've, they've been horribly
0: bad on the in, at those two positions for sure. Yeah, but yeah, I mean, that's a pretty easy answer, right? Descending.
1: Yeah, I I mean, I don't think they're gonna be like. I don't think they're dramatically descending in that they're going to like win five games next year. But um, cause I, as long as Carson Wentz is here, like, I feel pretty good about their ability to at least be some kind of contenders every single season. But they, they have to get those spots better, specifically cornerback and wide receiver. And speaking of the wide receiver position, before we take our, our next break here, this question comes from J double underscore Rich. In all caps, Jimmy. <laughs> how double can we double get, underscore. Ha, double underscore. How can we get rid or how can we get out of Alshon's contract this off season? That's a complicated answer. They kind of can't, almost right. They
0: can't, well, okay. So it depends on how you look at it. Um,
1: Which is insane, by the way. But while you do this, like, I that is the, the most perplexing move I think they've made of the off season, right? Like that has to be their most confusing move out of anything they've done, any single signing or anything. The decision to guarantee Alshon Jeffrey's contract for the 2020 season, like, is just perplexing.
0: So, the, if they cut him next year, it's 26 million in dead money. <laughs> that, so they can't basically. If you trade him, it's uh,
1: it's only like it's 700k. Six, it's
0: Sixteen million in dead money.
1: And, in, and it's 7K. Just, yeah, right. A, it's in uh, in, re, yeah. in reverse. This is
0: a wrong way of putting it, but in reverse cap savings. You, yeah. Yeah. That's one way to look at it. The other way to look at it is how much did you save when you redid his deal? And that money's going to carry over into the next year anyway. Right. I don't know the answer to that. I'm meaning to look into that, but my intuition says that he's not going anywhere. <laughs> he's, he's on the team through 2020 at a minimum. And then he's probably also, well, Nah, I guess he'd be gone after 2020. If he has a season like this year, next year, then he's for sure gone.
1: I mean, it's just crazy to think that. They could have gotten out of this contract after this season. And they, they absolutely would have to if they hadn't re-upped him. And they drafted his theoretical replacement in the second round where they're here, where they now they can't get rid of him. And the contract is looking like an albatross if he continues to struggle. Way he has. And I think Alshon hasn't been. Like, his game against the Bears was obviously the worst game of the season. And I don't think he's been that bad in every single game. He's been their best receiver, like, by far, which isn't really saying anything. He's only getting older. He's going to. He's what? He's 29 now. He's turning 30. Like, this is just not. This is not very. Uh, this isn't trending in a good direction. He turns 30 in February. He's just not
0: been good. Is uh, really all you can say about Alshon. He's just he's been a medical player,
1: and he already has like an you know an, an injury history too, Mike. So like you don't feel good about it. Yeah,
0: and he uh, he hurt himself again this past week. Uh, had, Mike, did uh, you fart? He had the <laughs> I never farted. That's ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> the Daily News. <laughs> 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 they lie about everything.
1: All right, we can take a break here, and then we'll get to our, our final questions and uh, wrap this one up.
0: Back after this.
1: Back here on BGN Radio, final segment here, Brendan Lee and Jimmy Kemski. Jimmy, from our friend here at Mudasir Ali 94 he asks, should the Eagles move on from Sidney Jones?
0: Well, it depends on what he means by that.
1: They're not going to cut him now,
0: and they're not going to cut him during the offseason. I mean, he's got some value, right? I mean, you can trade him for something because he didn't cost anything, and somebody will mm-hmm. go, okay, yeah, I liked him as a college prospect. I'll throw you a seventh round pick for that
1: guy, sure. Go Douglas, so they're not going to cut him. What what do you get for him? I don't, I don't know. It's it's. Kiss and I were talking about this on the recap show because that's kind of like, man, I feel like Sydney got lucky with with all the way, like with the way that game went and how everything went. Like that almost got buried. The fact that he was a healthy scratch. As yes. your second round pick in 2017, I know Doug was asked about it, but bad still. for his brand. And, and Doug's answer just really interesting. Uh, he's in a great spot right now. <laughs> <laughs> okay, no, he's not. He's actually in. A, I mean, yeah, right. he's in a good spot for the Eagles in the sense of now he can't hurt them when he's active and he's on the field and he's you know not playing well. But I mean again, second round pick. I think that's a that's a huge thing that I, I didn't stress on the recap show and I wanted to get to. The fact that that pick is a bust, and the fact that like the JJ Arthur White side pick is not a bust just yet. It's not, he's not off to a good start. Not off to a good start. I mean, like to completely miss on two second round picks like that. If that's the case here, I know drafting is hard, and not you know, it's not this. It's not like there's teams that are just always consistently awesome at it. But I mean, to miss on two second round picks in such a short amount of time. And not just miss on them in the sense of like you got someone who's like a backup or you know kind of a role player like miss isn't like they can't even play is like a huge like it's a it's a big deal it's kind of a really bad thing I don't think the Eagles should be in a rush to move on from Sidney Jones just because he's so cheap but I am also not opposed to oh oh we got breaking news what happened I just got a text from they somebody they did it they did it they did they, it they, they cut did Sandejo. The Eagles are saving a 2020 fourth-round comp pick, as Jimmy has been talking about. and literally just wrote an article about this on Monday, and it is absolutely the right move.
0: I'm typing furiously.
1: There was no no doubt in my mind that they should have done this. We talked about it on the podcast last week. Sunday Hill played 11 snaps against the Bears. Are you keeping this guy on the roster so he can play 11 snaps? And by the way, one of them was a very dumb penalty against the the Bears when he had that late hit on Mitch Trubisky so cutting Sendejo was a no-brainer and again Eagles will now get a fourth round comp pick uh no one would have traded a fourth round comp pick for Andrew (laughs) (laughs) Sendejo. my mentions are
0: out of control right now
1: (laughs) I am sure they are
0: oh man
1: there you go and that potentially opens the roster spot for the receiver the Eagles will sign maybe J-Matt as talked about earlier so there you go Wow! Big day I'm, for Jimmy.
0: Uh, I'm gonna pour some Gatorade over my head.
1: It's a, it's a huge day for Jimmy because between the JMat you know report and uh, Sandejo getting cut, I mean, it's just
0: my phone is blowing up too. This is out of control. Uh, okay, so let's blow through the rest of these
1: questions then. Yeah, <laughs> um, we, we both got it right. Yeah, let's let's get to the JJ Arthur Whiteside one since yes. we're kind of on that. Um, like, why isn't he playing, Jimmy?
0: Well, he is. Is my first part of the answer uh he's not playing as much as he should be at I guess least. why isn't he
1: playing over Matt Collins right yeah. okay
0: so that's maybe the better question but I will say this so before I get to that part I will say that he is playing what does he have like 170 something snaps on the season
1: uh something low I think well in the, in the past uh six games I think it's like 44
0: okay but I mean on the season he has 170 something I believe
1: yeah because he played a lot in the Lions he has two Hopkins catches for 14 yards
0: yeah He's played enough where he should have more than two catches, clearly, right? We can agree on that, right? Yes. Okay? So that's part of it. I mean, that's part of the reason he's probably not playing over Matt Collins, and I think the I think answer is pretty simple. Maybe he will be good at some point, but right now, he's just probably not very good.
1: Yeah, I think that, like, isn't that a, what's the phrase, Occ- Occam's razor? Like, this sometimes the simplest explanation is the correct one. Yes. And I think that has to be, like, what this is. It's like, okay... I think the Eagles coaches are very aware that Mac Collins only has, uh, well, he has no catches since September. And this whole nonsense about, like, they're cross-training him at a position, whatever, like, no, I don't buy any of that. If J.J. Ortega-Whiteside was, like, balling out, they would not be like, well, we didn't cross-train him at a position. Like, no, that's just, that's a bunch of BS to me. Like, that's something you say to kind of protect the player, and to me, that's what they've done here. I guess you want one more question, Jimmy? Here. Yeah, we'll do one more. Okay, so this is a big one. It's actually from me. Uh, very nice of me to throw at my Brandon own question Goughton. in here. At Brandon Gouten, I didn't even actually tweet this. I just wanted to ask you, what is your go-to Wawa order for a meal? Not so not just like you're picking up like a pretzel. Like, you're, let's say you had to eat a meal. Like, what are you getting? Yeah. You're, you're ordering something from the touchscreen. Maybe it doesn't have to be the touchscreen, but that's what let's I'm do, Let's do
0: let's do touchscreen. Okay. Oh uh, no, I guess meal is fine too because you can get pick up like those. Uh, the salads, sizzlies, are they called?
1: The sizzlies.
0: All right. Well, so I go touchscreen. I usually get the turkey. I'll go bacon. I'll go oregano, pepper, a little bit
1: of oil. That's it. I think people super plain are going to be <laughs> appalled by my order. I think you're going <laughs> to. I thought you were like, going to say they're going to be uh, appalled by my order. <laughs> no. Um So I would get a classic roll, pepperoni. The whole thing is toasted. Cheddar cheese, extra mayo, ranch, a little Ugh. bit of oil, Ugh. lettuce, pickles, banana peppers, salt, black pepper, oregano, and then I get bacon on there too. All right, I respect it. I mean, that's that's it's a pretty like. There's a lot of there's a lot going on there. It, I don't do this very often. We're honestly. opposites on that because mine's like super basic. Yeah, well, all the options are just there in front of me, and I like it's kind of like I'm a kid in a candy store, and I just can't resist. It's like, oh, I want all of these things on the sandwich. And obviously, I'm a big guy. I'm, I'm hungry. The final thing I wanted to get to, Jimmy, here before we wrap up is uh, obviously no Eagles game this week, but wanted to just quick pick here: Vikings at Cowboys. Cowboys are favored by three. It's on Sunday Night Football this week. Who you got in that one? Cowboys. Same.
0: Kirk Cousins in primetime games. Yes. Do you know what it is? Do you, uh, you, you're, zero, you're ten all, and one. No, 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 no. That's that's uh, games where <laughs> they've trailed at some point. At any oh, point the during fourth the fourth quarter yeah. in his Vikings career, they're oh 10 and one. So basically all that means is he doesn't have any fourth quarter comebacks. You're you're always I feel like you're always up on the you know, Kirk Cousins uh futility wow. stats.
1: I have him on games against teams that finish the year with winning records. That's okay. the thing I kind of mm-hmm. came that's, up that's with.
0: That's yours?
1: Yeah. I, I'm, I'm pretty sure I'm the one who made that popular. Like, well, I, I tracked that. and then it became, I, I'm serious. <laughs> I am I am convinced. I did. Because like, I was always anecdotally. I was just like, oh, Cousins never wins against good teams. And then I actually looked it up and I tweeted out those stats. And like They got like a billion retweets. And then everyone just kind of <laughs> started using that. So everyone's welcome.
0: All right. I actually wrote this already. I wrote my... Uh, Picks this week and i already wrote this i'm looking it up all right kirk cousins is blank and blank for his career in primetime games so we're talking thursday night sunday night monday night or thanksgiving
1: how many games can you tell me how many games 19 okay i'm gonna say he is like 2 and 17 nah
0: it's not that bad
1: okay uh like 6 and 13 6
0: and 13 is correct so, for a winning percentage of 3 16 kirk yeah. cousins and, so, you know, I guess he played – his Washington teams weren't that bad always. Mm. Certainly this uh, Vikings team that he's on is very talented. Should be better than that. And I was, I would assume that a lot of those Vikings games were in primetime because they were projected to be good. Whereas in Washington, they weren't getting as many.
1: Uh, the last quick thing I'll say in Cousins is that uh, some of the games, too, he's played in – are, well, last year, obviously, we all, we all know about the one where the Bears didn't have anything to play for, and he lost that. Yes. But there was another one in 2017, I guess it was, where the Giants had everything wrapped up and they had no reason to play in, like, week 16 or so. Oh, that's right. Or, yeah. Or they 17. choked week 17. I remember yeah. that. Yep. Yeah. And and Cousins, was like, turned in, like, basically, like, just a total no-show in a game where the Washington needed, and the Giants did not need at all. And I don't even think they were playing, like, all of their starters. They were arresting some of the they guys. Did. Who'd, yes. So, yeah. So, like... Uh, yeah. they got spanked
0: too Like it wasn't even close If I recall in that game
1: And it's so embarrassing That the Eagles Constantly get shredded By him <laughs> Every single yeah, time Yeah right they be, He beats all good
0: teams And the Eagles
1: Well, and Except the Eagles. in the Super Bowl year Yeah Yeah. That just about does it For this episode Of BGN Radio Jimmy and I Both have to write About Andrew Sandejo Being waived uh, No final thoughts Jimmy Or any
0: uh, Well I mean It's a big day For my brand And the compensatory picks
1: Huge day for Jimmy Huge day I'm j, gonna, j- Matt know,
0: scoop And they cut Sandejo
1: Yeah Boom I'm just going to ride your coattails here and just <laughs> say, you know, that's that's my BGN Radio co-host doing all this great stuff. <laughs> that's right. To, uh, you know, just to kind of leech off of your greatness over here. So don't mind me. And Birds with Friends will see you on the basketball court. Yes. Yep. Challenge issued. We'll be waiting. Uh, that just does it. Uh, just about does it, I should say, for this episode of BGN Radio 91. Make sure you subscribe, rate, review, download, all that good stuff. We will have more content coming your way, even though it is the bye week. So... We'll talk to you next time. Goodbye. B-G-N